a new series called Guardrails. And I want to read in Luke chapter 10, as we go towards really the very end of the chapter, we find an, a, just an incredible story. And, and so here it, is, it starts in verse number 38. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. Of course, this is speaking of Jesus. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary and who also sat at Jesus' feet. Listen to this. And heard his word. Heard his word. But Martha, verse 40, but Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, this is verse 41, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her, or not be taken from her. Jesus says to Martha, Martha, Martha. You are distracted by many things. But Mary, your sister, has chosen. Listen to these words. She has chosen the good part. She's chosen that good part. She chose to do what? The Bible says she chose to sit at his feet and do what? Hear his word. I mean, it's just a choice. Life is just full of choices. We can choose to do a lot of things. And, and God, in His infinite wisdom, allows us to go through this life, but He does not cause us to go through it alone. He doesn't just expect us to just, well, I guess they'll get it one day. And He doesn't just expect us to learn by trial and error. He puts up these guardrails, but we have to choose. We have to make right choices. Mary could have easily just chosen to serve with her sister and ignore Jesus in the other room and just say, okay, it's more important for us to, to serve, you know, and, and, and get the food together. But Mary recognized that this was an important moment, that this moment might, might not happen again, that these moments are rare and they're precious. And so she made a choice. Here's her choice. I am going to listen to his word because everything else pales in comparison. And the word of God is a guardrail, right? Guardrails. It just puts up these guardrails and, and, and these safety nets. And God just allows us to, to have things in our life that keep us from destruction. I was in Haiti. My wife and I, we met, actually, we met in Haiti uh, on a missions trip. We went together, didn't know each other before the trip, and we got to talking in the missions trip. And we went and we flew into Port-au-Prince, and we began this drive up into the mountains in a place called Pinal. And I've met many people from Haiti and nobody knows where Pinal is. <laughs> I've not met, I haven't met any Haitians who could tell me where Pinal is. So to say that we were in the woods, we were in the woods. We were hours away from Port-au-Prince, very close to the Dominican Republic border. And so we went up into the jungle, I mean way up, and we were traveling in a school bus... And I remember going up the side of this mountain in this narrow road and 
it had no guardrails. We were literally looking out the school bus and you could put your head out and you could almost see straight down. I mean, it was like, whoa. And we get to the end of that week of ministry. I mean, you know, great week of ministry. Did great things. I got, I got violently ill, but other than that, had a great week. And the last service that we had, we're just praying for people, just believe in God. And our bus driver, whose name was Max, came up for prayer. We said, what can we pray with you about? He said, well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm blind in my right eye, and I need you to pray for me for sight. We thought, here we are hanging off a cliff with a half-blind bus driver. So we exercised our faith that day because we still had to go back down the mountain. No guardrails. Listen, I I choose guardrails. If I'm going to travel this road of life, I'd rather have guardrails. I'd rather have a safety net. I'd rather rather be be careful. I'm not one to just put my life at risk every moment of every day. I'd rather live a little bit more comfortable, a little safer. And so God gives us guardrails. And so today I want to give you one. And then next week I want to give you the the next one. And next week is going to be powerful. But the first guardrail I want to give you today that God gives us is wisdom. God gives us wisdom. My favorite book of the Bible is the book of Proverbs. And of course, there's 31 Proverbs, and there's in most months 31 days, 30 days. And, and so God did that for a reason. We get, we get a proverb a day. So if today is the 11th, today you read Proverbs chapter number 11. And I've been doing that for years and years and years of my life. And I love really the first few chapters of Proverbs because you see in those chapters, a, it's like a father talking to his son. But I sense when I read those books, Proverbs 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 5, you sense when you read them that there's an urgency in the father's voice, that, that he's pleading with his son. He's, he's literally begging his son. He says to his son, listen, if you do one thing in life, do this, get wisdom. Please, I'm begging you, bind it around your neck. Get it into your heart. It is going to save you. It is going to keep you. It is going to guard you. In all of your getting, get wisdom. In fact, in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 16, it says this, that wisdom is better than gold. Do we really believe that? Yes. Listen, wisdom is better than gold. Listen, you're going to have many experiences in life, and you have to have wisdom. And the richest man that ever lived and the wisest man that ever lived said, listen, I want to give you a piece of advice, and that's this. Wisdom is better than money. Get wisdom. And all you're getting, get wisdom. Don't go through life without it. And there are only two sources, regardless of what anyone tells you, there are only two sources of wisdom. There's no other way to get wisdom than these two ways. The first way is this, personal experience. Personal experience. That's when you find out the stove really is hot 
and the ground really is hard, and there is such a thing as gravity, and Mama really meant it when she said she would slap us into tomorrow. I mean, that's when you find out personal experience. Huh? I'm not going to say that again. I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to touch that again. And I'm not going to jump out of that again. So you find out that this thing called personal experience is a great teacher. How many of you have had some great lessons from personal experience? You've, you've learned a thing or two along the road through personal experience. Personal experience is a great teacher. There's only one problem with personal experience. It hurts. I mean, that's the only problem. Personal experience is a great teacher... But the only problem with it is it hurts really bad. It is painful. And do you know what? Some people don't survive. My wife and I, we were in a meeting at Palm Beach Atlantic University and we went to attend a lecture there and there was a guy there who, who specialized in drug and alcohol treatment and dealing with people who are addicted. At the end of the lecture, he asked for questions. He said, does anybody have any questions? And one person raised their hand and they said, hey, uh, do you believe that people have to hit rock bottom before they begin to make major changes in their life? And he said something that I'd never heard before. He said, well, here's the problem is that for some people, rock bottom is dead. For some people, rock bottom is dead. They don't survive personal experience. They, they don't survive it. They, 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 they end up poor choice after poor choice, having never learned the lesson, never made changes, and even though it hurts and it's painful, they don't survive the hurt that comes through personal experience. For weeks we've been talking about marriage and, and my wife and I gave our testimonies. We almost didn't survive. We almost didn't survive the lessons of personal experience. I'm glad we're on the other side now. I'm glad God brought us through. I'm glad His hand just protected our life and, and, and somehow we were able to, to, to lift ourselves up by the grace of God and by the power of God. But we almost didn't survive personal experience. But you know, there's a better source. If that's one of two ways to get wisdom, well, the other way, I believe, is even better. The other way is this, other people's experience. I like that one. That's the one I like. Oh, I can learn from other people? Oh, hey, that's the one I like. I can learn from their mistakes. I can learn from their successes. I, could, I, I can glean some wisdom. I can find some nuggets that maybe there are people who have gone before me that have left a trail of breadcrumbs that I can begin to pick up and I could follow their path and I, I can learn from them that maybe in this life I can gather wisdom from other people. Have you ever heard the phrase, and, and I've had people say it over my life, well, well, you've got wisdom beyond your years. Well, what does that mean? That means that you've been able to, to glean from other people. Huh? You've been able to gather wisdom from some other source that, that you didn't get it through personal experience. You must have got it some other way. How did I get it? Well, well you have to learn from other people. You have to learn something from other people. 
And there's really two ways to do that. And there's two sources of other people's experiences that God gives us. And what these are, listen, these are gifts. God gives us these incredible gifts. Remember I told you, he just throws up these guardrails and he says, listen, if you want them, they're there. You can choose them. And the first one is this, the Word of God, the Bible. This book is filled with other people's experiences. And I just grew up learning them, knowing them. I grew up listening to Sunday school stories of of David and Goliath and and Joseph and his coat of many colors. I grew up hearing the story of Moses parting the Red Sea and and the story of Samson and the major mistakes that he made. And I've heard all the stories from the New Testament of Peter walking on water but then looking at the wind and the waves. And, And I've heard about Paul and all that he did. And I've just heard these incredible stories just over and over again. The Bible... It is 66 books filled with other people's experiences. And it's God's gift to us. And we get to hear their incredible stories. We just get to glean from them, right? Just, just glean from them. You say, well, pastor, they're not alive. Oh, listen to this. Hebrews chapter 4, actually chapter 11, verse 4 says this. It talks about Abel. It says, by faith Abel. And then at the end of the verse said this, he being dead still speaks. He being dead, he still speaks to us. That means that that this book and the people that are in this book, they're still trying to have a conversation with you. They're still talking with you. And when you choose to open up this Word of God and begin to glean, it's like you're having a conversation. And Joseph will tell you, hey, 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 stay away from that woman. (laughs) Come on now. And you learn from, from all that they did, the good and the bad, because this is an unedited book. God did not leave anything out. He told you the good, the bad, and the ugly of their life. And we could glean from them. And this is our source. This is, this is wisdom. This is where we get it. Because, listen, you may have some things figured out, but you do not know what tomorrow brings. You may have gathered some wisdom along the way, but no matter where you are at in life, where you're at successfully in, in business or, or, or marriage or, or, or whatever your career path that you've chosen, no matter how successful you are today, the one thing you cannot tell me is what next month's going to bring and what next year is going to bring and what the next phone call, the next text, the next email that comes your way, what is going to happen because we can't predict the future. And so God gave us this book so that we can get some wisdom from it. Amen? And then the next source that he gives us, besides the Bible, is relationships. Just relationships. God puts us in relationships. Last week I talked about dating, and I had a lot of feedback (laughs) on dating. had a lot of feedback. Mostly positive. (laughs) A few didn't love everything that I had to say, but I talked about dating, and and I said, no dating until you're of the marrying age. That's just what I believe. And um, you say, well, where where did I get that from? I'll tell you where I got that from. I got that from a missionary 20 years ago. 
20 years ago, I was a youth pastor, and a missionary came to that church, and I knew the guy. In fact, I had traveled. Uh, he was a missionary in Panama for a period of time. I traveled to Panama and, and spent some time with him on a missions trip. He came and preached at the church where I was a youth pastor, and he needed a ride to the train station, and I took him to the train station. And we had a 30-minute drive from where I was living to Ocala, where the train station was, and for that 30 minutes, I just asked him a couple questions, and we just talked. And that man gave me some wisdom. And we talked about dating, and we talked about relationships. And he said, and I'd never heard anybody say this, he said, I don't believe that you should date until you're of the marrying age. And I said, tell me why, tell me, explain this to me. And he began to lay it out, and for 30 minutes, I just soaked it all in. It was 20 years ago. And I learned it then, and then I pass it along to you. And, and, and we've done it with our kids, and, and we, we've said, hey, this is what we believe. And, and, and so we've just been able to pass along this wisdom, and it's just like this guardrail. I was married at the time. I, I didn't need it for me. My, those years of my life were already passed. I, but it's something that I could grab a hold of that I could pass on to somebody else. When we find people who are successful in certain areas of their life, we try to gravitate towards them and try to, to glean something from them. Years ago, we had missionaries come to our church, and, and a great couple, and we support um, the Bolivia Life Center in Bolivia, Cochabamba, Bolivia, and I've been to Bolivia and just seen what God is doing through the Bolivia Life Center, and the missionaries that we support there are, are, are just run a network called Children's Impact Network, John and Maritza Hernandez, and they've been to our church on several occasions, and they're a great couple. But listen, they have three incredible kids, all grown, served God their teen years. Today, they're involved in ministry. They love God. They're serving God, heavily involved in ministry. Just great kids. And so years ago, when our kids were about to enter their teen years, we took them out to lunch, and we didn't talk about Bolivia, and we didn't talk about ministry, so to speak, and, and missions and all that stuff. We sat down and we looked at John and Maritza and we said, tell us about your parenting. Talk to us about it. Can, 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 can you begin to share some insight on how you were able to raise these kids to serve God? How, how do you do what you do? John and I went to Bolivia and we, we flew over there and, and then we got in a hotel and I just began to talk to him. Tell me about your relationship with your son and tell me, how, did you, how do you do this? How, tell me about this. What about this? And I just gathered. Why? Because this is, he was God's gift to me. Do you hear me? I said, he was God's gift to me to help me gather, to gain something that I did not have. What is it called? It is called Wisdom. I could have chose to go alone. I could have chose to just say, you know what, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll get it. Whatever happens, just happens. No, no, no. I wanted to know. I wanted to know. I asked somebody if I could use them for an example today. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Eddie. Eddie's going to come up. Eddie's going, dear Lord, really? After that sermon? Eddie is um, Eddie's getting married. Come on now. <laughs> this boy's getting married. So how many of you know when you get married, uh, you need some help? Anybody ever been there? I was, oh, dear Lord. I got married at 25. I had no idea what I was doing. 
I'm going to ask Pastor Tom Urso to come as well. Pastor Tom is going to come, and um, we're going to use his, him as an example. I asked him if I could help him. So I have Eddie over here. Pastor Tom, if you'd stand over here. So Eddie is about to get married. <laughs> pastor Tom Urso is our teaching pastor. How long have you been married? 32. 32 years. And um, so Eddie is about to embark on this incredible journey. But there's things he's going to have to figure out, right? I mean, you're going to have to figure out how to really love your wife, and you're going to have to figure out housing and, and how, okay, I've got, I got to make money somehow, so I've got to figure out some things financially. So you have all these major decisions to make, major decisions to make. Now, Pastor Tom has been married 32 years, and he's figured out some things, but you've probably made some mistakes. One of, one, at least one or two, right? One or two along the way. Yeah. <laughs> he said this morning. So, <laughs> so he has gathered over 32 years of his life, married life, and, and the wisdom even before that, some, some wisdom, right? And he's done well. They've raised three great kids. You've got three kids, been very successful, um, careers and college and he's gone through all of that he's been successful financially been successful in so many different ways how many of you believe that this right here pastor tom would be an incredible gift to eddie right you believe that so here's what god does here's what god does god just puts them together come on now yeah just like that Thank you, guys. I appreciate your help. I appreciate your help. See, what God does is he puts us, listen to what he does. He puts us in a church, and in the church, he gives to us gifts, two incredible gifts. He gives us the gift of his word that we can personally open up this book, and every time you open up this book, it's like you're sitting next to the person that you're reading about. Do you ever think about that? It's like you're sitting next to him. You're sitting next to him. I, I need to learn from Moses because Moses pastored the largest church of all time, 3.1 million people. And they complained. And he wanted to kill them. And so I need to learn, Moses, how did you keep from killing them? Tell me about it. And so in the morning when I go, I'll, I'll jump into Exodus or I'll start to read and I go, okay, Moses, tell me how you dealt with this. And I look at, sometimes he didn't deal with it very well. Okay, I don't want to do that. Because he's like, Brian, don't do this. Do this instead. Huh? And so it's like, I'm just sitting with somebody who's this incredible source of wisdom. And then, when I come to church, and I've been coming to church all of my life, I, I've been able to sit and gather wisdom from a pastor. I've had the same pastor. I've had two pastors in my life. I've had the same one for, for 40, almost 40 years, 38 years, Pastor Tom Peters. Pastor Chester Clark is another voice that's been in my life for over 20 years, and I've been able to glean from them some wisdom. But then also other men, other women, God's put in our life. Hey, give me some wisdom. Listen, I need some guardrails in my life. I don't want to go off the cliff. I don't want to. I don't want to end up as a statistic. I don't want to hit rock bottom before I have to make some changes in my life. Amen. So let me ask you this question: How often do you open up this book? How often do you ask God for wisdom?
How often do you open the book and grab a paper or pen and say, okay, God, speak to my heart today? Because I don't know what today's going to bring. I think I know. I, I think I have a meeting here and I think that this is going to happen. But I don't really know what's going to happen today. I may be facing a choice that I had no idea I was going to face today and I need some wisdom. Huh? I need some wisdom on how do I deal with, with everything that I have to deal with. Amen? And then, let me ask you this question. Who's in your life helping you make the tough choices? You hear me? Who, who's in your life? Who's that gift that God's given you that you've said, let, let, let me know. Just, just speak to my heart. Tell, tell me. Huh? Tell me if I need to make some better choices. Tell me if I need to do things differently. Just speak to my heart. Let me get some wisdom from somebody who's been there and done that. And they've, they've figured out a few things. And they've, they've had some bumps along the way. And they say, hey, watch that. Watch that. Be careful with that. Don't, don't, don't do that. Do this instead. Because really, that, that is how we get wisdom. Amen? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes today?